Welcome to Street Stoics, the podcast where we discuss Stoicism, the ancient philosophy of living a good life. I'm your host, Bryce, and I'm joined by my co-host, Benny. We're here to help you apply Stoic wisdom to your everyday life, no matter what obstacles you're facing, whether it be work stress, relationship issues, or just the general ups and downs of life. Stoicism has something to offer us all. Street Stoics again. Boy, this is, we're making a habit of this, huh, Benny? Yeah, yeah, we're coming back here every week, you know, just talking about these yeah. things, and it's it's making me feel positive, right? But but what do we do about this when we oh. feel negative? How do we how do we deal with that? You know? Yeah, I mean, feeling positive is nice, but sometimes feeling negative can, can be to our advantage too, right? So that's funny you mentioned that, Betty, right on cue. Today yeah, I know. It's it, it's <laughs> like we have this connection here, right? Yeah, maybe I can. I'll start calling you Betty from now on. I kind of like hey. it. <laughs> yeah, whatever works. So. So today we're talking about negative visualization. It's a it's a stoic practice. It's one that you uh, you'll run across with your learning curve in stoicism, and we wanted to cover that because to this point we've covered the four cardinal virtues, you know, courage, justice, temperance, and wisdom, and a couple other core stoic practices: the dichotomy dichotomy of control, and then this uh, indifference or preferred indifference. Uh, we just talked about that recently. Another thing right in the line, right below that, that you'll see pop up is negative visualization. And so it is talked about quite a bit and we think it's powerful. And, you know, as a good stoic, I'm using both positive and negative things. And heck, I'm going to do my best not to make a judgment about things as much as I can. But I can say there will say a non-preferred future. Is that good, Benny? Maybe... Negative visualization isn't good. Maybe a non-preferred visualization. What do you think about it? That's a really interesting way of putting it, right? The, the non-preferred and, you know, we have the preferred indifferences and the, the non-preferred indifferences. That would be the, the negative uh, side of looking at that, right? But uh, yeah, it's a it's a great topic, right? And uh, we, we, we always want to be positive and look at the positive, but Stoics teach us that we also have to look at the negative, right? And, and kind of, and why that is, we're going to look into it. And, uh, you know, just to kind of kick it off a little bit with, with how my mind works and how this kind of, when I first read about this, is like, hey, I've been doing this for a while, you know. And maybe other people who listen to this now say, hey, yeah, this is something that I've been doing. And, and as we get along in a conversation, we'll see how to practice it in a, in a healthy way because there are aspects of it that could drag you down, right? But um, so, for example, like one of the examples that I have, and if I go out to a, to a venue, to a bar or to a concert or whatever, I'm the kind of person who looks where the exits are, right? I look like, okay, where do we kind of, just to kind of see what, what, the, what the feeling is. And in my head, I go through different scenarios, right? It's like, okay, what would happen if this would happen? I, I might do this. If I, this would happen, I would, might do that, right? And, and like one quick example, I rented a car with a friend at one point and I asked, I asked the, the, the person you know, the, at the rental company, and I was like, so what if we get a flat tire? What do we do then? And they was like, oh, that's not going to happen. I was like, yeah, but what if it happens? What do we do then, right? It's like, oh, call the police, do this, do that. I didn't know, right? So for me, these are kind of examples of what negative visualization is and how I see it. And they help me prepare for eventualities, right? They help me prepare and see, hey, what do I need to have in case these things happen? So I think there is a lot of value in this practice of negative visualization, um, and there is a there is a line of balance, right? And and we've been throughout these episodes so far, and uh, surely in the in the ones that are that are about to come, we talk about balance a lot, right? And that's kind of the linking it with the 
virtue of temperance. And this is very important in this kind of practice, right? Where we need to have that temperance, that balance. But, but we'll talk a little bit more about that. So those are kind of two quick examples of how I see negative visualization, how it works in my life. But what are your views on it, uh, Bryce? It's something that's part of my life too, I think I've been doing. And, and you're right to point out early on that you can go too far with this, right? I think we're all guilty of looking ahead. And, you know, a good Stoic would say, you can't predict the future and, and, you know, don't get too consumed with it, but we can peek ahead, right? Because although we can't control the future, we can steer it a little bit. You know, I always use that uh, analogy of the kayaker on the river, like you, you can see around the bend a little bit, you can use your paddle to steer and try to put yourself in a better place. And that's the way that I think about it. You know, in my career, I've used it very effectively, you know, preparing for uh, negative scenarios uh, in the tech world and, you know, things can go bad uh, really quick. And as long as I have time to prepare, you know, as a good stoic, that's, a, that's the Boy Scout to bottle, right? Be prepared. I'm using my logic and reason and my time ahead of time, right? To, to look and try to figure, hey, what are probable scenarios now? And so there's nothing wrong with me going ahead and thinking through it logically and reasonably. Where is this going to go? You can't prepare for all different types of outcomes in any given situation, right? So you're going to have to kind of use your intellect and your assessment of the situation to kind of pick out maybe two or three uh, scenarios you might try to guard against a little bit. You talked about walking into a place and looking for the exits. That's smart. Like, you know, I don't do that often enough. I should probably do something more like that. But having some information in your back pocket, having a card to play in an emergency that you're, you know, you can think about ahead of time just makes a whole lot of sense. So that's what we're doing. Stoics call it, and there's a Latin word for it called premeditatio malorum. I think I got it, or premeditatio malorum. So they... They appreciate this, right? So for them, it's this th it's a thought exercise, right? And like we were saying, it's meant to prepare for adversity. And further, it's meant to cultivate some kind of emotional resilience. If I know that, you know, there's a few scenarios that are quite possible that could pop up uh, that I would hope might not happen, but I have at least one or two things I might be able to do uh, in a quick pinch without having to think about it, I feel more comfortable, right? Emotionally, I'm calmer. So that's a good thing. We're always looking for that as Stoics. And so the better that I can imag imagine this negative event happening and kind of walk through at least a step or two, sometimes you can get pretty uh, detailed. I mean, you can get a real, a real leg up on some of these situations. It's helped me out more than one time in, you know, a critical project or an event that's happened. So it just makes a whole lot of sense. But as you said before, you have to be careful with it, right? Yeah, because you're not supposed to dwell on negativity. I'm not supposed to be uh, pessimistic, right? So instead, we should be using what fate might put in our way as, in this particular case, to use this uh, negative visualization as a proactive type of mental training, right? It's an exercise. And by doing it correctly... I'm going to reduce that anxiety, right? I'm going to, uh, you know, strengthen my resolve. And, and we talked about, you know, the resilience. And so that's a, that's a great thing. I mean, we, we're lucky enough to have the logos, right? This 
logic and reason and be able to have the time to think through these things, we should go ahead and do so. So being prepared really, I think, is something that Stoics are asked to do, that this is within your power. And so you should do this. Like what Benny often says is, hey, we have a certain duty as a Stoics, as Stoics. And so really it's my duty to be prepared as much as I can be. And so negative visualization would dovetail nicely into that. Yeah. And I, I kind of wanted to touch on a couple of things that you mentioned there. And, 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 and But just to start that this shouldn't stop us from living right now, right? That's kind of the, the, the thing that it shouldn't block us, that we just keep overanalyzing, over uh, visualizing, if we want to use that word. So again, th- there is that balance, right? We need to be able to live in the moment instead of just being trapped in that kind of um, um, yes, future thinking and looking at what possible possibilities we might face. But I do want to build on what you said, and I just wanted to start on with that quote by Seneca, you know, we suffer more in imagination than we do in reality, right? And this is kind of something that can help us reduce that suffering. And you mentioned probabilities, and that's pretty much the, the the only thing that we can see, right? So if we imagine a certain kind of outcome, maybe we are worried about something, uh, maybe we have, you know, we have done something, or we have an upcoming appointment with whatever, maybe even a public speaking event, you know, that's the thing that most people dread, and we can help ourselves taking away a lot of these things, right? And 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 you've mentioned a lot of other conversations that you're an IT person and you like to take care of certain contingencies, right? You'd like to prepare yourself for all these things that that happen. And the same thing we can do, right? We can look at the things and we can can say, okay, what if this happens, right? And we, but what we can add then is the probability of it would, of when, if it would happen, we can say, oh, if this happens, what is the likelihood of this happening, right? And to be honest, the Stoics would say like, everything is, is possible, right? It can all happen. But we have to ask ourselves, okay, how often has this happened before? What what would happen then? And we can start with the worst thing that we can come up with, right? There was a a person who, I can't, this is something that has eluded me for a while, but a person who wrote, of Seneca wrote to a person, a wealthy person, an aristocrat or something like that, who was, who was going to face, you know, a court and who was about to face jail as well. Probability, the probability was there. So Seneca told him to, you know, to do that. There was another good practice that, you know, that volu- in, that voluntary discomfort. He said, okay, just try it out. Go sleep on the floor, eat dry bread, you know, and, and then picture yourself being there. What is the worst thing, really? What is that? Wh- how, can you deal with it, right? So once we have imagined some of these aspects that could happen and you start with the worst ones and then you just look at it from a practical sense, okay, what is the probability of this happening and okay, if this happens, what can I do about it, right? What are the options? How can I prepare myself? For example, if you have a public speaking event, could you go to the venue? Can you see what it is? You know, those things, just looking at what it really is, take it away from you. Take a, take a little bit of that uh, suffering, right, in the imagination away from us. And then, as you said, you know, that, that it can really fortify our, our well-being in the moment. Instead of being anxious, instead of being nervous, we can say, hey, you know what? I can deal with this stuff, right? Are you connected to other things that happened to your past? If this happens, have I dealt with it before? So in those things, it really can help you prepare for the worst. The only thing is that we don't know what the worst is, right? We can prepare as much as we want, but things can happen that we couldn't foresee. So that's something to remember as well. 
So that's why, as you mentioned as well, it isn't something that we should dwell on. It isn't something that we should uh, go too deep in. So if you do want to practice this, give yourself a time limit. Say, okay, I'm going to just think about these options. I'm going to see if I can prepare. And then I'm going to move on. Because in the moment, when the moment comes, I'm going to act the best way I can. And, and, and that's all that I can do, right? So yeah, I like, I like what you said. It takes the sting out of the unknown. Because we are trying to think of the possibilities and look at the, the probability and then, you know, strengthen ourselves with the things that we might fear the most. So look at what you might fear the most and see then how you can deal with it. Yeah, and that's a gift that we have, right? We have that opportunity when you get that thought pops into our head like, oh no, what if this happens? Well, you have you have the wherewithal to go ahead and think about it, right? And you were, we were talking about reducing anxiety and fear. We were just noting that right now. And so by mentally rehearsing for potential changes, I can lessen the shock and the emotional impact if it actually occurs. That is very powerful. That's very powerful. And I think, again, as you mentioned before, we almost have a duty to kind of look ahead uh, to some degree. We don't want to get consumed with it and we don't want to be overly negative. But yeah, think about the probabilities and, and use it to your advantage, right? Another thing I thought about real quick, too, is about gratitude. We were talking about that in an earlier uh, conversation today. And I know I've run across this many times when I get through an important project or something that was just stressful and I did prepare for something negative and it didn't happen. You know, I I was had the ability through that process to contemplate, you know, what I could lose or what I could how I could have lost something that stayed intact, you know, a certain function or a certain process or a certain piece of equipment and it stayed, it didn't fail. But then I have an appreciation for what I do have or the processes that I do have in place that are solid. So sometimes the near miss or the miss that never happened makes you feel good about what you do have. So there, there's a number of different things. Again, I was just trying to jot it down some ideas as to, you know, what the benefits were. When we get beyond the benefits it's like, you know, what are maybe some other key points that you know, or practices maybe we could use to kind of better sharpen our ability to, to use negative visualization to our advantage. So what I thought about was like, you know, just pick something, right? You know, focus on something beyond your control, you know, anything, right? And, and imagine some kind of event, uh, you know, maybe outside of my your direct influence. I usually think of big things like a natural disaster uh, you know, or an accident or something like that. So I know here, anecdotally, I've, uh, you know, I live in Southern California. So earthquakes are always a big deal, right? So we've gone through this many times where it's like, hey, you know, big earthquakes or earthquakes of note don't happen very often, but they could happen. And and so you should be prepared. And so we, we as a community, we've gone, you go through earthquake drills, you know, when you're going to school, and there's all types of information as it relates to, you know, what you should have at your house, what you should do here and there. And so that's that's a perfect example of negative visualization. You hope you never have to go that way. But when something does strike, hey, I've already prepared. I have some food. I have some water. I have a flashlight. I know where to go. I know where the danger areas within the home, you know, where we should all meet up, things like that. So it's good to go through those processes and I think as we're starting now to talk about some points, you can do this right now, right? That you can do this with a natural disaster or accident or 
you know, God forbid you're in a, like a car accident or something. It doesn't have to be a major one, but what would you do? You know, who would you call? You know, do you have your uh, roadside service available? Uh, do you have your uh, cell phone? Do you have a way to charge your phone? All these types of things. These are good things. It's just preparation. I would say maybe get rid of neg negative vis visualization and just say, hey, it's advanced preparation. And so I can prepare for good things too, right? The good things are easy to prepare for. It's it's the negative things that we uh, that we really try to guard against. So when I do that, you know, I, I think about like this event and then, you know, I'm going to spend a few minutes on it, right? To think what I might do and, you know, how I could, uh, you know, in this exercise avoid dwell, overly dwelling on the catastrophic part, part, but more about the functional part. What steps I'm going to take? Like a Stoic's always thinking about, you know, in the moment, what do I do? It's very action oriented. So think about a few steps that you might take in this imaginary uh, scenario. And then after that, you know, shift, you know, you kind of shift back to your focus on the present. So after I figure, you know, I'm thinking about all these changes, you know, I, I refocus my attention on the positive aspects of my life. So I kind of come back to a place of safety, right? So that does, that gets me out of this place of, of neg, you know, this negative visualization, living there, feeling all those emotions. Like once I've been there and kind of thought through it, maybe I've written down my steps, then I can, I kind of come back to the present and, you know, I, I feel better about things, right? And you kind of retreat from there. And then, you know, lastly, it's, you know, I'm maintaining some sort of perspective. So I'm always thinking as a good stoic that, you know, negative events are just part of my life. They don't uh, define my overall well-being. They're just there. It's fate. And and with Amor Fati, we love our fate. Good things happen, bad things happen, or I should say not even good or bad, just things happen. And so, hey, whatever happens, I'm going to be armed with the same logic and reason uh, tomorrow as I did today. That's a quote from Marcus Aurelius. And so you should feel powerful, right? And you should feel strong in that as long as I take a few minutes to kind of walk through some of these scenarios, use this negative visualization to my advantage, I'm still going to have all the tools available to me to deal with whatever happens as I did today. And you're going to be all right, or at least you're going to have uh, multiple options to deal with whatever comes your way. Yeah, those are great points, right? And especially the, you know, the the perspective that it gives you. And I, you know, and obviously this is, you know, we talked about this a little bit when, you know, when you take this too far and there might be people around there that say, hey, you know what, I can't, you know, I can't do this because it just, you know, it's going to take me to dark places. And this is also something that you need to learn for yourself, right? This is a, a, a unique, all these things are kind of, are quite unique to how we are. So you've got to find your way to, to work with it. And if it does cause you like, a, a, you know, anxiety, then you, maybe you need to kind of be careful with how to apply it. But it does have its benefits because it takes you, you know, it doesn't put you directly in the situation. So you create this kind of distance where you can say, okay, I'm here, right? So you can have those little you know, the kind of perspective that you put in, like what this negative visualization gives, but you can also give perspective to it. We say, hey, I'm here now and I can look at the situation, what it is. And as Bryce said, you can prepare yourself, you know, go through the steps. Do I have certain numbers? Do I have certain, you know, uh, things that I need or whatever, right? You can go through the steps. But I think one of the, the, the key aspects here as well and, you know, Bryce said, you know, to look at the things beyond your control, but you can bring that then back if you say, okay, what is the worst thing that can happen? Okay, this is the worst thing that can happen. How can I prepare myself for it? And then 
if you tend to worry too much about it, for example, if you can't sleep because of it. And this is something that I used to do and, and tell myself more recently as well as like, okay, what can I do about it right now? Right? For example, if you if you are worried about stuff and the future and you've done all this thinking and you still can't sleep, then you just can, you can tell yourself, well, the, the action that I've got to do right now is to sleep. Because if I do that, then I then I'll have more energy. I'll be more awake when I have to deal with it. Right. So that's a kind of a trick to bring you back from it. And the same thing with these things is like, hey, can I do something about this right now? No. Okay. So I know that I'm prepared. I know that I've looked at everything, and I can face it when it comes. And if there are things that you can do right now, hey, then do it. Right. Take that away from you. Take that little the extra sting away from it. So. There is there is a part of it where it says that okay we need to we need to find our own personal way of how to apply this, but it does have its place in our lives, right? Because we are this is kind of how we are as a human, right? We want to try to uh, prepare and try to be in front of the things that might happen. And I like what you said, you know, the examples about uh, you know earthquakes or you know what would happen in a, if you if you crash a car or anything like that you know do you know where to go what to do i think that those are really important aspects to think about but it's also a good question to really look into what you are worried about or what it is that you feel is you know negative in your view as bryce said you know maybe we shouldn't use those labels but we as persons can't find something that is negative because those are not the things that we want right we have an outcome that we prefer those preferred indifferences and then these are the unpreferred indifferences. But it's good to use this also as a moment of self-introspection, the, to, to ask yourself, is like, what is it that I'm really worried about? Where is it coming from? Right? And then you can better pinpoint the exact points of, of that possible future. And maybe even the things that you're experiencing now, you can pinpoint those better to say, hey, you know what, maybe this isn't too bad. Or maybe, oh, maybe this is why I'm worried about it. Right? So again, you know, stoicism isn't about putting those feelings away or, or those emotions away. And, and that's not what we're trying to do with these, with these exercises like negative visualization. It kind of brings it forward, right? It brings us to us. But because it's not an in the present yet, we can use that distance to ask ourselves, hey, what is this worry about? What is this really about, right? Why am I, why am I so stressed or anxious about it? So I think that those are important questions to ask ourselves in that moment when we do exercises like this. Right. And, and this could be done quickly, right? You can do this in a few minutes or you can do this longer. You can write it down. You can, you know, there's different ways you can, you can apply this, but don't let it take over and, and just make sure that you are being as uh, realistic as possible in these things and look at the probabilities again, you know? So yeah, I like that. What you said, right. About yeah, giving the perspective, right. What are the, the um, how negative is it really? Yeah, and it's worth noting again, you know, shifting that focus back to the present. And it's just refocusing my attention on the positive. So I think about, oh, this is a negative outcome or this is a possible negative outcome. And then, but it's probably not going to be that, right? We're going to be okay. I'm sure it's going to be okay. And so you you bring yourself back from that. So this, this negativity is an okay place to visit, but you don't want to live there. So uh, again, under control, all these things can work to our advantage. And I thought of another thing while we were talking is think of first responders, right? You're talking about police and fire and paramedics. You ever notice how calm they are? And it's a lot of it is because they've already done this work, right? They have the negative visualization. They know all the possible scenarios or most, at least the common ones, and they're prepared for it. So when they show up on the scene, it's just a matter of them executing. 
and that's the way it can be for us too right and even 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 military people in certain situations you know that's that's extremely dangerous but they have training and they know what they're supposed to do and where they're supposed to go and how they're supposed to handle it and if this happens they're going to do that and if that happens they're going to do this so these are great things and so we can come to a point eventually where we're actually like preparing right that's something for me and i think for others that's uh, difficult you know we think about oh uh, doing this extra reading or this extra work or this extra preparation, uh, it seems like a pain in the neck sometimes. But when in this in this particular case, when you do that, it could it could really it could really save you, you know. And at, at the very least, it gives you peace of mind because if those negative things don't happen, at least as whatever project or situation you're dealing with, as time is passing. You feel calm, you feel in control, you feel comfortable because things are going okay. And if they continue to go okay, great. And if something starts to go a little bit sideways, then you have, you know, one, two, three cards to play uh, to to try to get things back under control. So that's what we're doing as Stoics, right? We, we talk about uh, emotional resiliency, that we're not trying to stuff our emotions. We're trying to sort of compartmentalize them in a sense that we can get them under better control. So panic and, you know, heightened fear, anger, these types of things in critical moments can really affect outcomes. So this this preparation that I do ahead of time is going to help me really calm that storm and keep be the steady hand on the wheel. So that's what I think, you know, as we kind of round out the conversation on negative visualization, it, you know, it's a valuable tool. What does it do for me? It gives me that, you know, that mental fortitude, greater mental fortitude. Like I talk about, it get, it get talked about, it gives me that emotional resilience. And by, you know, embracing this possibility of hardship and, you know, practicing acceptance of whatever is going to be and having some options to deal with whatever happens, ultimately it gives me, you know, a better way to kind of navigate these changes that are inevitable, right? And, and, what are we trying to look for? We're trying to look for peace. And so even in the face of adversity, because I've prepared and I've thought it through and I'm calm and I've done my homework here, I can maintain that sense of peace and relative calm and even joy no matter what's happening around me. And then to even maybe take it a step further, you know, the, the Stoics might even then want to welcome it, right? They's like, hey, you know, bring it on. I've, I've practiced this in a way, you know, like if we met, you mentioned those first responders and obviously they, they don't want to, you know, they don't want to welcome these, these events that they're going to have to, you know, jump in on. But in a sense, they, they, they would, right? It's like, hey, I've prepared for this. And this is what the Stoics teach us as well. Like, hey, you've prepared for this. So like we, we talked in a previous episode, we talked about uh, death, right? When we talked about memento mori. And uh, we mentioned like to philosophize is to learn how to die. And the Stoics and the, and the philosophers from back in the day, they would say, you know, this is the moment where I can really test if I've done all the, the, the practices, if I've done the training well. This is for me to show that, you know, how well I've advanced, how well I've grown. In a sense of a way to bring it even a step further would be like, hey, you know, we we would welcome it to to come to 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 fruition because then we can see how well prepared we are. Obviously, we would like to have you know the most positive outcome the way we would like to see it by doing this by talking about it. You know, the same thing we mentioned in our, in the the episode on on death. 
Um, and you can check that in the, you know, the other episodes, the Memento Mori episode is, you know, it's, we, we talk about it, right? We, we, we think about it, we practice it, we prepare. And by doing that, we can just, we, we can find that inner peace, as you mentioned there. It's like, that's pretty much what we're looking for, right? And by reducing the things that we are worried about, by talking about it, by really looking what's going on, we can find that inner peace right now. Because it reminds us that we have prepared, that we are ready. We can deal with things in a moment as they happen, right? And then to make a quick connection to the past, because all of this is looking in the future, but we can look at the past, how we've dealt with other situations, right? How we dealt with those things in the past, even the things that we couldn't foresee. And yet we've dealt with it because we're still here, you know, maybe not in the best way, but we've learned from it. And the next time we'll do better, the next time we'll learn. So all that baggage we take with us, and we need to use as well when we talk about these future events that might happen that are not as preferred as we want. It does give us peace already because it takes away that state again, right? It takes away that that suffering in imagination because we don't have to imagine it as much. And we can just tell us, hey, even if this happens, I'll deal with it. And I, I'm strong enough and I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I've dealt with so many things in my life already so I can deal with this as well. So yeah, in a sense... You know, it gives you calm and peace, but in a sense, they would even welcome it. They would say, yeah, yeah, bring it on. You know, I've, I've, I've imagined all of these things. Let's, let's go and let's face it. And then you can go at the future with a different attitude, right? You have changed your mindset to look at the future and to say, here I am. You know, I know that it's going to come. As you said, change is going to come and it can come at every instant. And I'm going to be there for it. I can make it. I can make it. And I'm, I'm here ready for it, right? Hey, man, I, mean, I like that positive change. I don't want to always be living in this position where I'm, you know, worried about negative change and have to prepare for every outcome. And we don't, right? You, you were thinking about more for special events and certain specific situations, but you're right that the stoic or the stoic sage is basically saying, hey, no matter what you throw at me, I'm going to be okay. And you can be okay. And it takes practice, just like everything else in Stoicism. So, you know, practice negative visualization. Put yourself mentally in a couple of uncomfortable spots. Or Benny had mentioned before, you know, the Stoics used to practice physically putting themselves in uncomfortable positions just to understand what it's like, you know, taking cold baths and sleeping on a concrete floor and and they didn't have to. Just to put yourself in that position to see how you'd hold up so when that time does come that you have some point of reference, right? So... These are good things. So I think for me, I'd end it with this, that again, that Boy Scout motto of be prepared. There's a reason why they use that as their motto. It's really something that's very powerful. And uh, yeah, you should use it carefully, but to your advantage. Yeah, real quick before we we ended up, and I just, because you mentioned, yeah, we got to stay positive, but even for those, we got to prepare ourselves, right? So imagine you win the lottery. A lot of people, they go under after they win the lottery. They think it's a positive thing. But even for those things, we want to prepare ourselves. So we can even do positive visualization, right? Where we can say, oh, I want this to happen, but how do I deal with it, right? So I like you, you know, taking that positive and negative out of it. But even for those preferred indifferences, we want to prepare ourselves. So I guess the motto would be, you know, be prepared, right? As you said, the Boy Scouts motto is be prepared and face life with your, your I don't know what they carry, a knapsack or whatever, you know. Uh, and then just go out into the world and see what happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to start preparing to win the lottery right now. I think I could do that every day. That's a, that's a good one. I like that. Right, great conversation, Benny. We'll uh, we'll do it again soon. Yeah, excellent. Good idea. 
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving a review. Your feedback helps us reach more like-minded listeners on this journey of self-improvement. And remember, you can reach us on X, uh, Bryce at Stoic Bryce, Benny at The Stoic Padawan, or look at our website, streetstoics.com. If you want to get in touch with us, email us at streetstoics at gmail.com. Remember, virtue is the only good. <laughs>